Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about Walla Walla Valley, also known as Walla Walla AVA. And this is a great region in the state of Washington. I want to give you an overview so you know where to start with this or what to keep talking about if you're already promoting it. Uh, first of all, it's 46 degrees north latitude. All right, well, what does that mean with relationship to the rest of the world? And well, okay, that's one degree of latitude north of Bordeaux, one degree of latitude south of Bone. So Bordeaux known for Bordeaux varietals, obviously, Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot, Bone uh, in France known for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. It's also one half a degree of latitude north of Coroti, known for Syrah, and uh, it is eight degrees of latitude north of Napa, so a significant uh, drive north of Napa, and that's going to make a big difference in the way things are done. Two-thirds of the AVA is actually in Washington State, and one-third of the AVA is in Oregon, because, you know, Mother Nature doesn't obey those boundary lines uh, between states, and the geologic formation and the climate and all of that sort of overlaps in that way, that it should be one boundary for an AVA instead of multiples just because of the states. The AVA was created in 1984. That's only two years after the Napa Valley AVA became um, the first California AVA. So this has been going on here for quite some time. It actually had a significant wine culture in the, in the 1850s, uh, but Prohibition uh, destroyed that and nothing really started up again in Washington State until the 1970s, kind of late. Uh, and in um, Walla Walla specifically, uh, Leonetti was the first pla uh, place to plant vines in the late 1970s. That has changed a ton because in you know 1998 there were only 20 wineries in Walla Walla and today there are 120 wineries in Walla Walla. So the idea that this is a great growing region is definitely not a secret. Um, lots of people are getting in on the action here and uh, there's good reasons for that and we're going to cover a lot of that today. The first effort that you have to talk about with all wine regions is climate. So let's start with the climate expectations of Walla Walla. And it, it has a variation. I mean, it's a fairly large area, but in general, we're going to start with, with the averages. The average of this region is on the Winkler Index, which is the heat summation scale where you measure uh, growing degree days, which is the ability for the vine to metabolically do its job. How many hours a day can that happen? And that adds up to growing degree days over the course of the season. This is a region two out of five. So if you have a region two out of five, How's that compare to the rest of the world? Well, let's see. Other regions too are Bordeaux, Rioche Baixas, Spain, Kunawara, Australia, Adelaide Hills, Australia, Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, Piemonte, Italy, and Curico Valley in uh, Chile. All of those regions qualify as the same um, Winkler heat summation index for growing grapes. Not all of those locations focus on Bordeaux varietals and Syrah like Walla Walla does. So that's not the only measure, but there's some great wine regions that share that region two designation. The uniqueness in Walla Walla is born out of this combination of rain shadow and latitude. So, you know, Bordeaux is a region two, 
but it has no rain shadow. It's very maritime influenced, and so it has more humidity and um, more low clouds and all of that kind of stuff. But when you get into Walla Walla, you have the Cascade Range eliminating cloud cover and a lot of rain until you get to the next in the Rocky Mountain Range. So when you're on the western edge of Walla Walla, you're at like seven inches of rain per year, but when you get to the eastern side, you're at 22. So even in that one AVA, there's variation based on rain shadow. So that is creating what we would call a semi-arid temperate climate. It's not quite high elevation desert, but it's kind of similar to that. And what you have is more sunshine than Bordeaux, which gives you the ability to get your grapes darker colors, etc. There's less disease pressure because the humidity is very low, so you don't have to worry about mildew and mold and that sort of thing very much. It has altitude influence like Curicó, so that helps lower temperature and, and increase your upper and lower temperature gap, your diurnal shift every day based on that elevation. And it has less rain than Adelaide Hills or Piedmont, so when you compare all of those Region 2 areas together, uh, this still has a uniqueness based on this semi-arid almost desert, almost high altitude climate. So the average temperature during the growing season in Walla Walla, depending on which part you're in, ranges from 60 degrees daily average to 66 degrees daily average, which is not very warm. And I think a lot of us think of that part of Washington as being hotter than it really is. So that's, that's our average, which is why it lies in the region two for the Winkler index. Because of that rain that I mentioned, irrigation is common and essential in many places. There's a, some of the places where you can get 20 inches of rain or so a year. They don't have to have irrigation and can dry farm, but by and large, uh, Walla Walla is going to have some irrigation for to mitigate vine stress. They might not have to irrigate constantly, but they don't want the vines to get too stressed. The next thing that that rain shadow does is, is it eliminates cloud cover, which gives you a ton of sunshine, direct sunshine each day of the growing season. And when that comes to Verizon, that allows the sunlight to polymerize the tannins and create these really uh, integrated tannin structure wines based on the way sunlight interacts with grape skins. It also allows for more anthocyanins to be created, which gives you this beautiful dark color that is typical for high sunshine areas like Uco Valley in Argentina. The other thing that's really fun to talk about in Walla Walla, which is all part of Columbia Valley discussion anyway, is the variation in soils between bedrock exposure and sedimentation based on the Missoula floods and LUS, which is windblown silt. So let's go through the four categories of types of soil, the general buckets that Walla Walla lives in so that you can apply that when you start looking at wines. So the valley floor, that would be under 1200 feet, has this layering effect where deep underground you have the bedrock of basalt. That's a volcanic rock. It's impermeable. Then on top of that you have a layer of sedimentary gravel that was placed there over the course of time of water erosion from the mountains as uh, you know, snow melt and glacial action and all of that came out and came through the Columbia Valley as water. Then you have the, on top of that, the Missoula flood sediment and debris, which is huge inside the valley. And the Missoula flood is fascinating. It's, a, it's the 
ice dam rupture over and over again of Glacial Lake Missoula, which was in western Montana. This was catastrophic level flood like 15,000 years ago where you, you have water moving at 13 times the rate of the Amazon River today. Enormous amounts of water carrying all kinds of debris and creating massive amounts of erosion and then subsiding as the lake was emptied and all of that sediment falls into the valley. And so you have layering effects of the Missoula floods, which adds all kinds of mineral content and mixing of soils, which is really awesome for drainage, as well as um, nutrients for grapevines. And then the last layer is windblown silt that happened as this became an arid area, and that's called Lus. And the layering of Lus depends on where you are in the valley. It can be anywhere from a couple of feet to you know 10 or 12 feet deep depending on the area uh, and in the um, 1200 feet and below altitude range it tends to be just a smidge less deep because you have all those other sediments there to support then over 1200 feet actually let's stay under 1200 feet because there's another uh, uh, formation that's really important it's basalt cobblestone gravels very famous in the milton freewater area uh, because these are black basalt stones and kind of think rolled stones from river action deposited after the water came down uh, and those cobblestone areas are really popular for Syrah. Then above 1200 feet you have the options of this really thick lus layer over the basalt bedrock. It doesn't have the Missoula flood layer and it can be as much as 10 or 12 feet deep in certain places and then you get to the basalt or fractured basalt in between. And then there's this thin lus over basalt up in upper elevations and on steep hillsides facing southwest where it's hard for the wind to deposit it there and the lus might only be a few inches thick. Those hugely different places to grow grapes, each going to give its own um, interpretation of whatever grape you plant. So in summary, the various climate and geologic factors really come together to make Walla Walla a very unique place, even inside of Columbia Valley, to grow grapes. It's already highly recognized by 120 wineries as a very good place to decide to make wine. If you've tasted the wine from that region, you have to agree with them because there's this beautiful range of quality and style from wines that are silky and elegant into wines that are very powerful. The varieties that they're really succeeding with are Bordeaux varieties, especially Cabernet Sauvignon and or Merlot blends. And then the other one that they're really um, making great strides with and setting the world on fire with is Syrah. So I encourage you to revisit or explore for the first time the wines of Walla Walla today.